Because you knew you wouldn't keep them or what? What's... Basically, why make them if you're going to lose? If you're going to... Okay. Well, there's an old story about a happy little boy. He went out into the field wearing a baseball cap. In one hand, he had a, carried a baseball. In the other, he carried his bat. And his face shone great confidence. Well, cocking his bat, he tossed the ball in the air. And he said, I'm the greatest batter in the world. And he swings and he misses. Strike one, he says. Picks up the ball. Throws it up again. Swings. Repeats, I'm the greatest batter in the world. Misses. Strike two, he says. Well, this time he stopped and he examined his bat. Wanted to see if there's a hole in the bat. There's no way that the greatest batter in the world could miss the ball. And not only once, not only twice, maybe not the third time. So he throws it up. Swings. I'm the greatest batter in the world. Misses. Three strikes, you're out. He just couldn't believe it. He just couldn't believe it. So he looked down and he says, Wow, what a pitcher. I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. You see, it's all about perspective, isn't it? Can you overcome whatever it is that you're facing in the new year? You bet you can. You bet you can. I found some of the greatest battles I've been fighting lately are right here. I'm wearing smaller clothes. My wife says they finally fit you. Well, I don't know if they do or not. But I haven't worn these size clothes in, since I was five. But all through this last week, from Christmas to today, it's been food, 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 chocolate. Man, is it tough. Because it's right here. Every time I walk in the kitchen, she says, why do you bring something back to eat? I said, well, why go in there if you don't bring something back? Well, you went to get something to drink. Well, you got to have something to drink with what I'm going to eat. That's how, you see, I've got to change that thought process. So, I want to go from the greatest batter in the world to the greatest pitcher in the world. Man, I strike people out. So, over the next 12 months, what is it that you're really, honestly, sincerely putting in front of yourself? What are you going to do? You can't do anything with the last 12, got you? They're gone. But every day's a new day, amen? Every day's a new day. Every day's a new day. And what are you going to do with that new day that God gives you every day? Are you going to get up full of enthusiasm? You're going to get up and say, you know, I've got a rough life. I've got rotten kids, a rotten husband, a rotten wife, got a rotten job. Man, can't stand it. Well, you're going to have a rotten day, aren't you? But if you get up in spite of all that and you look and you say, my king is on the throne. My God is sufficient. I can, I will, because all things through Christ, are possible. Amen. 
I can whip this. I can beat this. With God's help, I can do it all. Amen. Yes, you can. I never thought I'd hear Jeff Parmenter say he didn't want an automatic shift truck. He's got a brand new truck. Had zero miles on it. He's getting to break it in. But it's automatic. I said, well, isn't that good? He goes, no. I said, why? He said, because I didn't learn on that. Now it's automatic. Now I've got to learn the shift patterns and have the automatic so I don't throw the stuff around I'm carrying behind me. I thought, what a window winder. They give you a new truck and you just whine about it. I bet he's already figured out how to do it. I bet he has. I bet he has. I asked Bryant, I said, when, when are you going to Baltimore? He goes, I don't know, but if I can hurry him up, I'm going to go. We're all anxious, aren't we? Because we're with him. We're with him in this. But you see, you and I aren't fighting the battle that he's fighting. We're going to fight a spiritual battle in, in support and in, in undergirding him. Is that right? That's what our job is. Attitude means everything. Like the little boy with the bat. Attitude means everything. Your frame of mind means everything. Amen? It does. If you decide you can't, you won't. Philippians 3. 12 through 14. It says, I press on. I've got there on your outline. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, I strain toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. It's on the back of your prayer list, by the way. You see, these words are fresh, coming from Paul, and they are full of suggestions for us in this coming year. Let me give you about three. Number one, recognize the value of time. Recognize the value of time. How do we value one year? Ask a student who failed a grade. How do we value one month? Ask a mother whose baby arrived prematurely. How do we value one week? Editors of weekly newspapers, no. Preachers, no. Because every seven days you've got to have one ready. How do we value one hour? Ask someone who lies terminally ill waiting for a loved one who's late. How do we value one minute? Ask someone who missed a plane, a train, a very important engagement that would never and could never be rescheduled. How do we value one second? Ask an, Olympia, an Olympic medalist who, or someone who just missed having an accident or someone saying goodbye to a loved one they will never see again. The power of time. Recognize the value of time. Second Peter Three eight with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. You see, God deals with eternity, and time's really not a factor to Him. But we're bound by it. But when we learn to harness time and make it our strength, good things happen. Work smarter, not harder. How many of you heard that phrase? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. 
Work harder. Smarter, not harder. Okay? It'll make a huge difference in your life. But we sometimes forget about the value of time. Sometimes we think, well, this younger generation would just listen. We could get a lot more done. And the younger generation said, if these old people would just get out of the way, we could get a lot more done. If you're over 50, to get into social media is a, is a chore. I'm not going to lie to you. There's snap, slap, snits. I don't know what all the stuff is they can do. But man, I have no idea. But I'm grateful for those that do know. And those who are willing to help me learn. But we've got to learn. We've got to don't squander our time. Don't squander our time. Realize that it's valuable. And the Bible often speaks of brevity of life. I'm 61. I thought, man, that's an old person when I was 30. Ralph's 99. I'm just a pup. You see what I'm saying? It's about perspective, isn't it? It's about perspective. I was watching those young guys play football, just thinking, how fun would that be? Jeff sent me a video a week or so ago of the Ohio State coaches doing some one-on-one stuff with the players. Now, I just, he goes, oh, man, I'd love to do that. I said, what hospital do you want me to come visit you in? Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. And these weren't like high school. These were college kids. But this one, I guess he was an All-American linebacker when he was in college, and he took on one of their running backs and shut him down. I mean, shut him down. I was jumping just because. Yeah, yeah. All right. But if, if I got down to block and Derek got on the other side, I'd just say, you win. <laughs> I'd just be done. I mean, come on. Of course, he'd be smiling from ear to ear going, yeah, I want to tear this old dude's head off right here. Psalm 8, 4 says, what is man that you are mindful of him? Psalmist so asking God. What is man that you're mindful of him? Statisticians tell us that the average lifespan is now 76. <clears throat> so if you're under 30, you're going to think that's a long time. But I'm telling you, it comes quick. It, runs, it comes quick. If we live to be 75, most of us will have three solid years, 24-hour days acquiring an education, a grade school, high school, college. We'll have spent seven years eating 24 hours a day. Some less, some more. Obviously, we'll have spent 14 years day and night working. We'll have spent five years riding in an automobile or an airplane. We will have spent five years talking with each other again, some more and some less. We'll have spent one year sick or recovering from sickness. And get this, we'll have 24 years. (coughs) We'll have spent 24 of our years of life just sleeping. 24 years of our life. If you live to be 75. Man. Some of you need to make up time, don't you? We'll have spent three years reading books, magazines, newspapers, 12 years amusing ourselves, watching television, going to movies, fishing, and so forth. And and that totals us 75 years. And that's what the researchers say on the average most of us will have done in our lives. But let's suppose that you spent every Sunday of your life for 75 years through infancy, childhood, adulthood, old age, in God's house, worshiping during the church service. Now, if you did that, how much time would you have spent worshiping God? Less than five and a half months. 
And yet that is the measurement that we use for a person who's on fire for God is that they never miss a Sunday. Wow. Wow. So double that if you come to Sunday school. That, take, that, means, that means that you have spent 11 months filling yourself with the Word of God in 75 years. Wow. Think about that. You see, life is uncertain. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, Now is the time for God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Hebrews 3.15 says, Today if you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts. Life is uncertain. Be ready and get ready. Secondly, don't be in bondage to the past. Don't be in bondage to the past. We're special beings in that God has given us this ability to remember. Your memory may be your friend or it may be your enemy. When you don't eat something for a long time and you get a chance to touch it with your lips, it gets really exciting. Case in point is chocolate. I know I keep going back to this, but man, it's so powerful right now. But I took a piece of chocolate and I put it right in up to my lips and my lips went... It's like they were on their own. There's, they had a life of their own. They were going after that chocolate. Then I opened my mouth and put it inside. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I heard the hallelujah chorus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then, and then, I got to take my blood sugar reading. That wasn't very smart. But I'm not going to lie to you. That sin tasted really good. If sin wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. But we've got to learn to discipline ourselves and control that urge. Amen? Yeah, that's all we do. It's just that simple. Just learn to control it. It's okay. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Kathy Baker always brings me sugar-free candy. Isn't that awesome? And she, she goes out of her way to find sugar-free candy to make sure I can have that. Isn't that awesome? Lindsay's been fixing things on Wednesday that she knows that I can't eat anymore, certain things, certain ways I can eat. She fixes it so that I don't, I, you know, and I, wow. How, how blessed is that? She made chili one night without beans and without tomatoes. I thought, how do you make chili? But it tasted pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. But don't be in the bondage to your past. Let your past go. Unhitch the wagon. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Man, we should just bust out into that song. Right? Let it go. Things that cripple us. Things that hold us back. Forgetting what's behind, Paul says. Forgetting what is behind. God, I commit to you. I commit to you. I seek your forgiveness for all the sins of my past, and I look forward to what lies ahead. And right now, I'm going to live today the best I can. Amen? I believe that's good advice. Grab it and run with it this year. Make it your goal this year is to do the best you can with God's help to overcome and unhitch that past. And then thirdly, we need to establish a priority for our lives. Paul says this, This one thing I do, this one thing I do, I press on 
toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. You and I, every one of us has a purpose from God. Do you believe that? You have a purpose. Get busy on your purpose. Well, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't have, I just don't, I'm just, I'm just a slug. I don't do much. Well, quit, then be a slug for God, okay? Be a slug for God. Every now and then raise your head up and say, Jesus loves you. And then go back down and be a slug, okay? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. It's really important. You've seen the, You've seen the illustration of the mason jar that the professor brings out and he sets and he says, this represents your life. He pours balls inside of it. He says, is it full? Uh-huh. Then he takes sand and puts it, pours it in there and shakes it down and it packs in there. Is it full? Uh-huh. Then he takes water and pours it in there till it really fills up to the brim. He said, when you take the big things in life and you deal with them first, the rest of it will fit. So if you let God be the driver of your life, guess what? Your whole year is going to flow in the right way for you. And there's some exciting things coming up in your life this year. You're just not sure yet what they are, right? But step by step by step. I saw a great collage of pictures that Paige put on Instagram of her and Derek's kind of their history last year. And, you know, her holding up the ring that he, he finally got around to getting her. Bless her heart and bless his heart. Just, you know, they're, they're, boy, so much excitement in their life, isn't it? My granddaughter Kelsey turned nine today. January 1 is her birthday. Nine? I have a granddaughter that's nine? That can't be right. She'll be driving before long. I have to buy her a cell phone and everything. Get the trunk monkey to go follow her. Yeah, this is going to be fun. But you know, we've got to understand that God has so much in store for us if we will just let him have the big stuff. Matthew six thirty three says, Seek his kingdom, his righteousness first, and all things will be given to you. We've gone through the Christmas season. Today is New Year's Day, and we're ready to serve the Lord. And we're here at church. We're getting, getting our year started off right. And God, God has offered us the greatest gift of all, all that we could ever have, and that's salvation through His Son, Jesus. An old beggar woman ran out of money. She couldn't pay her rent. She couldn't pay any of her bills. And the landlord had threatened to throw her out if she didn't soon pay her rent. She had only a candle to keep her self-warm and on Christmas Day she warmed her hands over the candle there was a knock at her door she was afraid to answer for fear that it was the landlord coming to kick her out so she blew out her candle and sat quietly in the dark and waited for the intruder to leave two weeks later she found out that the knocking on her door was the knock of a friend who had come to bring her enough money to pay her rent and to pay her debts I wonder how many from time to time have heard a gentle knock of the Savior who wants so much to come in and free them from the burdens of their sin, but they've ignored that knocking, ignored that knocking, ignored that knocking.
could today be that day? Could today be that day that you open the door? Now, I would say nearly everyone in this room knows Jesus as their Savior. Been to the waters of baptism, risen to walk in new life. But life has gotten in your way. Life is tripping you up. Well, here's the good news. He's ready to take that life where you are and turn it around. If you'll let him. If you'll let him. Father, I ask you this morning to just move among us. And, uh, Father, if you would, uh, stir in someone's heart today. Give them a, uh, a message and a, a reason uh, and a hope that only you can give. And, Father, would you uh, perhaps encourage them to make a decision of some kind outwardly before us today. But God, we don't have to come forward. We can always do it just right where we sit. So I'm just praying that you will move among someone today. And just one person, one person will respond. And as we face this new year, that we'll be ready to do it with you in front and with you leading and with you filling and with you driving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.